always at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. I want to talk about some of the defensive matchups the 49ers need to win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay's got a lot of talent over on the offensive side of the ball, and the San Francisco 49ers are going to have their work cut out for them. Uh, just like always when you're playing NFL-caliber football teams, there are just weapons on the other side that you need to make sure you limit. And it's no different with Tampa Bay. Yeah, they're coming into town. They got Baker Mayfield as a starting quarterback in 2023. Last year was Tom Brady, and everyone was talking about his homecoming and the fact that he was going to be playing where he grew up uh, from San Mateo. Now he was back, and that was the what kind of took everyone's attention last year. Brock Purdy was in his first start, so now we're finally going against a team uh, that is really consistent on playing against Brock Purdy. So they know what they have. They've seen the film of what Brock Purdy can do against their blitz. And they're going to be blitzing. Uh, But it's all about defense as well. Because if the 49ers can slow down and stop Tampa Bay, they're going to be able to put a lot of pressure on on the opposing defense. So that's what it's going to be about in this game. It's about limiting the effectiveness of some of the Bucs playmakers. The Bucs definitely count on the pass more than anything else. They run the ball for about 79 yards per game. So a focus and a big focus of Tampa Bay is on Baker Mayfield and his weapons around him. He does have good weapons. He has Mike Evans. Uh, we know how good that Mike Evans is. He's a guy that's not only can go uh, from any any route tree, but he can get vertical down the field, and that is really dangerous. But also they got Chris Godwin, who's having a really good season. I'm sure we're going to be talking about him. And then Trey Palmer, who's had some effectiveness, especially over the last couple of weeks out of the slot. Spectacular catch last week against Tennessee. That definitely got my attention. He looked like he could be something out of the slot that the four yards might be concerned with. So the four yards are going to have to be on their P's and Q's. But let's get into all the must-win matchups on defense. Right after this, the last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips, with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today, and remember to use our promo code, BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, When you're looking at Tampa Bay, you're trying to find the matchup that the 49ers need to stop. Normally, you would turn to the running game. you got to make sure you make a team one-dimensional, and then that's how you go about winning. And they've got a good running back. Rashad White is talented. But that's not exactly what Tampa Bay does really well. Their running game can be somewhat stagnant at times. There are occasions, of course, where Rashad White will have some success, get yardage, and open things up for that offense. But really, this offense runs through a wide receiver. It runs through Mike Evans. Mike Evans is just a spectacular talent. The guy not only has the size, he's over six foot five, he's close to 230 pounds, 
but vertically he can run and stretch the field. But that's not it. He can also run any route in the route tree, which means he's very difficult to cover. So the 49ers are going to have to make sure they come out and strategically cover Mike Evans. You can't allow Evans to beat you. Going back and watching last year's game, 49ers versus Tampa Bay, everyone will remember Mike Evans actually had a big explosive touchdown. It was called back. If it wasn't called back, it could have been a little bit of a different game. 49ers won 35-7, to but at the time, it was a one-score game. So those types of things definitely got to play in the 49ers' uh, minds as they continue to watch what they need to do to slow up and stop the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Evans is a real test because a lot of times you'll get a receiver and they're a really good route runner, but maybe they don't have the vertical ability to go down the field. Or they have the vertical ability, but they don't have the size. But here you have a guy that has everything you're looking for in a number one wide receiver. He's bona fide. And he's going to put a lot of pressure on the 49ers defensive backs. Even when he's on Mooney Ward. Uh, Moody Ward is going to be tasked with him sometimes. Mike Evans moves all over the football field. So, so when it's Moody Ward, he's got to make sure he stays on him. But more than that, Steve Wilkes is probably going to have to give some attention and extra help to Mike Evans. You've got to make sure he isn't the reason that you get beat vertically down the field. The 49ers' way of playing defensive back has changed a little bit. They're playing a little bit tighter. You saw that last week. They played a little bit tighter. They squeezed things down. They made it more difficult for the passing game. So Mike Evans are going to have to make sure potentially they give help over the top. Can they do it with a single high safety? That could be difficult. So that means you may have some more two safety looks, two deep safeties for this defense. That means Hufanga and Tashawn Gibson playing off and playing deep means they're not in the box to stop the run. So Mike Evans' effect could be felt there. It might be a little bit harder for the 49ers to stop the run in this matchup, even though the 49ers only give up 83 yards per game on the ground, and Tampa Bay only runs the ball for 79 yards per game on the ground. Would seem that the 49ers should be able to stop it with seven. But this is the Mike Evans effect. We talked about Debo effect on for the 49ers. Well, with Mike Evans, the extra attention allows other receivers to get the football. Chris Godwin being a big reason why, uh, they have another uh, available, talented player that they can get the ball to in space, and he can create. On a lot of teams, he would be the number one receiver. But in Tampa Bay, he's the number two, and he's a very talented number two. But why is Mike Evans so dangerous? The guy is averaging 17.1 yards per reception. Ridiculous. The guy's making big plays down the field. He has 737 receiving yards on 43 receptions and six touchdowns. Uh, last week against Tennessee, he caught the ball at the five-yard line on a little stop route over the middle, catches it, and powers his way over Fulton for a touchdown, another five yards. That physicality that he brings to go with the vertical threat, the ability to run every single route, make it difficult for you to kind of get on him. And why is this more worrisome? Well, I think because we have a little bit of uncertainty about the 49ers' secondary as far as second corner and nickel. Do you allow Ambry Thomas on the outside to go one-on-one -on -one with Mike Evans? And it doesn't have to be man coverage to be one-on-one. -on -one. If you're running a cover three and you've got him in a deep third and they decide to run a vertical, guess what? That's one-on-one -on -one versus Ambry Thomas. That may be a little disconcerting for Steve Wilkes. I know that gives me a little bit of the willies. Uh, makes me a little bit of fearful of Mike Evans' ability to go down the field and make a big-time play. 
and looking on the other side, Charverius Ward in those situations, I think you just let it roll. You trust him to do his job. Now, with Steve Wilkes, he might plan to play it safe. Go ahead and put those two safeties over the top. Give help to Mike Evans. You know, roll a safety over the top on Evans' side and then bring the other guy to the middle of the field. That could be something they do. But you're also going to have to get some pass rush. But you, we talked about Evans' ability to run anything. That's what makes it difficult. Because if you go with that nickel package and you move Diameter Lenore, who's your uh, second best corner on the entire team, to the inside, that means you've got your third best corner outside against Mike Evans. That means Lenore is in covering on the inside. And yeah, I mean, Palmer's a good player, uh, and you're probably going to have to cover him with Diameter Lenore because you can't allow Isaiah Oliver to be dealing with that kind of speed. Trey Palmer can move. Uh, he can stretch the, the ball vertically down the field. He's got a lot of ability. But let's, let's look at Godwin's numbers. This is the number two. Uh, less success down the field, but 11.9 yards per reception, 522 yards on the season, 44 receptions, and one touchdown. So he actually has one more catch than Mike Evans. He's just not as explosive, so he doesn't have as many yards, but he converts on third downs. The Buccaneers are a team that does pretty good on third down. They convert at a pretty high rate, 39.5%, where uh, it's it's one of those things the four years are pretty good at. They stop teams at that rate. So you got to make sure you keep them off the field. And the only way you can do that is by limiting Mike Evans' success. How are they going to do it? I think it could be as simple as when he's lined up on Charverius Ward, you probably are going to get a lot more one-on-one -on -one matchups. And when he's lined up over on Ambry Thomas, you're probably going to get a lot of help. Uh, so the four years are going to have to make sure they run a defense that protects them against Mike Evans beating them and make Godwin and make Palmer and make tight end Kate Otten be the ones who defeat them because you just can't allow Mike Evans to get off. He's a spectacular player. The film just shows the offense runs through him. Baker feels so confident getting him the football that he goes to him sometimes even when it's risky. So the 49ers are going to have to pay attention to Mike Evans. And when you do that, it usually leaves something else open. So the 49ers are going to have to do a very good job of finding a way to get to um, Baker Mayfield. And part of the way you're going to be able to do that, and one of the, the matchups that I'm really looking at in this football game is going to uh, look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line. So Tristan Wirfs is very talented left tackle. Of course, he was drafted one pick ahead of when the 49ers took Javon Kinlaw, and that has always been a conversation should the 49ers have selected Tristan Wirfs with that pick. Of course, they traded with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, moved back one spot, and Tristan Wirfs, a left tackle, went over to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, there was a lot of you know talk. Is he a right tackle? Is he a left tackle at the time? The 49ers had Trent Williams, right? They had Mike McGlinchey. They liked what McGlinchey did in the run game. So they ended up going with a D tackle where they had a need because they had traded away the Forrest Buckner. Then at left guard is Matt Filer. And uh, Matt Filer hasn't been playing every single game this year. He's had some injuries, uh, but he's back. He's healthy again, and he's a solid left guard. So left side of the offensive line for Tampa Bay is pretty solid. Here's where it gets interesting. Robert Hainsey is playing center, and he is in place of Ryan Jensen, whose career could be over he had another season-ending injury. So you have a case where you have a backup center just to start the season. So that's always interesting when it's your signal caller on the offensive line. Now he has been playing a lot with these guys. So uh, by now you would believe they have chemistry. He has a feel for what this offense wants to do, 
what his objectives are as far as moving protection, as far as helping in the run game. And I thought he did a pretty good job. Now, there are opportunities for the 49ers offensive or sorry, defensive line to win against Hainsey. Then they drafted Cody Mock. Uh, Cody Mock was a huge uh, you know, player in 49ers land. Lots of people wanted 49ers to draft Cody Mock, but it ended up being that he was going to go way too high. 49ers didn't pick until the third round, and he was going to go way high in the second round. So Cody Mock, right guard, talented player. Um, he's somebody that, you know, is, is very versatile. He can play all five positions. He's lean. He's good at getting to the second level, pretty good in pass protection. So a solid young player on the right side and then right tackle Luke Gadecki. And I had broke down Ledecky for a while in the draft a couple years ago. So he's a talented guy, late round draft pick, got some potential. He's dealing with a foot injury, but is expected to play. I dove into, uh, Tampa Bay journalism and found out that yeah he missed practice on Wednesday but he is expected to play they were just trying to give him as many days off as they could but expect him to play against the 49ers so it's very important for the 49ers to beat these five guys so we talked about you got to give the extra attention to Mike Evans well that means you need to win up front and take some of the pressure off that secondary it works hand in hand so when you look at the matchups you can find some one-on-one matchups potentially up front, could the Buccaneers plan on just going max protection, leaving Rashad White in to block, uh, going ahead and lead, leaving Kate Otten in to block a lot? Yeah, they could. And they could try to take advantage of the 49ers secondary uh, by doing that. But when you leave that many guys in, you leave seven guys in, and then you're only rushing four, you've got an advantage, you would believe, in the secondary. You have more players out there. So, 49ers are going to have some one-on-one matchups that they can potentially win. I expect Tampa Bay to try to leave Tristan Wirfs alone as much as they can. If you go back and you watch the Minnesota Vikings game, this is exactly what the Minnesota Vikings did. They went ahead and they left their left tackle alone on his own, and they knew that he was going to win more times than he was going to lose. And then they were able to use the other four to try to block the three guys from the 49ers on the front line. Now, Chase Young wasn't a part of that package, right? Chase Young wasn't a player that they could uh, count on, the 49ers. So it will be a little bit different. You have a more dynamic player opposite of Nick Bosa. That'll make it a little bit more difficult. But I fully expect, whether it's Chase Young or Nick Bosa, for them to try to leave Tristan Wirfs on an island as much as possible because that will help the other guys be able to block. Hargrave, Armstead, and whether it's Bosa or Chase Young, they need to win consistently against Gadecki and against Haney, against Mock and Filer. Uh, That's going to be one of the things you have to do. You have to get pressure on Baker Mayfield. Also, if you get a little bit of a push on Baker Mayfield up the middle, get your hands up. You'll have the opportunity to get the ball away. So that's one of the most interesting matchups in this game is going to be the 49ers D-line against a Tampa Bay offensive line that's not exactly spectacular. There's going to be advantages to what the 49ers do. Now, last week, Steve Wilkes, he dialed it up. I mean, I enjoy it so much. My film breakdown that's over on Patreon, like I literally just enjoyed doing the film breakdown, watching everything he was able to do, some of the unique looks, things we haven't seen from him the entire season he did in that game. Uh, delayed blitz by Diamond and Orr on the same play. You run a TE stunt with Dre Greenlaw blitzing on the up on the top side. It was just a lot of things happening, a lot of movement 
But the good thing about it was it was sound defensive scheme on the backside in the secondary, and it was sound on the front. They left no space for Trevor Lawrence to be able to escape the pocket. And that's something we didn't see during the losing streak. So Steve Wilkes has definitely adjusted his game plan, adjusted the scheme, and he's doing a very good job of attacking. And I thought that was great. And he needs to bring that same type of energy to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you have to give edge, you have to give help to Mike uh, Evans, uh, but you need to bring pressure on to Baker Mayfield. You need to show. You need to show blitzes. You need to disguise coverage. If you do that and you make Baker hold on the football, you have an advantage. And when that happens, when you make him hold on the football just a little bit longer, that will allow this 49ers defensive line to get home. It's one of the most important matchups in this game. Another must-win matchup is going to be Kate Otten. Kate Otten, their big tight end. I've been a fan of him since he came out in the draft. Another one I broke down that I was uh, really liked. He's a big, strong, uh, fast tight end. He can block pretty well. And the 49ers have handled tight ends. They've done a very good job of handling every single tight end they've played this year, except maybe TJ Hawkinson. So the 49ers are going to have to make sure they handle him. Last week, it was more of a mixture. It was Tashawn Gibson. It was Talanoa Funga. In the weeks past, it was just Tashawn Gibson. So the 49ers are starting to mix it up and who they have handled that tight end. Last week, Evan Ingram, he got Gibson. He got Hufanga. He got Warner. He got Greenlaw. They just kept them guessing on who was going to line up with him. But just imagine having four players, the 49ers do, from linebackers to safeties uh, that can go ahead and cover your tight end in space. The very first play of the game last week was Evan Ingram in the slot against Fred Warner. How many teams are putting their number one linebacker out in the slot against a tight end slash wide receiver at Evan Ingram and going, hey, go handle him, Fred. It's it's just something crazy that the 49ers are able to do because of the personnel that they have. So Steve Wilkes went from running pure vanilla defense to really just going balls out and putting all of his guys in different places where they can come from different angles and it became a lot more elaborate. And I think in that case, they're still playing fast because they're not thinking. They're used to that sort of thing from D'Amico. And so they were still able to play fast. And I'm sure that Steve Wilkes worries. A lot of times when you give guys things to think about, whether that's different disguises, uh, different blitzes, it, it can somewhat slow them down as far as processing because they're thinking about their assignment, but not this defense. This defense is honed in and ready to go. So I absolutely like the 49ers matchup against the offensive line. I think they have an advantage over the center. I think they can get after the right tackle, Ledecky, and I think they can get after Cody Mock. So I look for uh, Nick Bosa to try to rush a lot against Gadecki on the on the you know defensive left side, offensive right side. I expect him to do a lot of his work there, and I expect for Eric Armstead to have some success on Mock as well. He'll probably try to give help either to Armstead or to Hargrave on the interior, and the one that gets a single up must win that matchup. So that's another matchup that I'm really excited to see is that offensive line verse. Now, we talked about uh, Kate Otten. One other offensive matchup that I really want to talk about, because I'm going to do a lot of the Baker Mayfield conversation on the game preview show that's going to come out later this week, but is Trey Palmer. So Trey Palmer might not get anyone's attention if you just see his name, but if you go and you watch the film, he's got some dynamic playmaking ability. He's dangerous in the slot because he can run vertical passes. One of the things that gives the 49ers defense some trouble is the slot fade. Guys who can run the fade pattern out of the slot. It was trouble for K1 Williams. It was trouble for Jimmy Ward. It was trouble for Isaiah Oliver. 
And last week, it was a little bit of trouble for Diamond Lenore. Now, I went over this a lot on Patreon, but I want to make sure I make it clear on here. Diamond Lenore did not play bad in that game last week. I know he gave up catches, but you have to go back and you have to watch why he gave up catches. And one of the reasons that he gave up catches was because he was getting rubbed. And a lot of that was due to alignment and spacing. And that comes directly from the defense. He doesn't decide where he aligns. The defense dictates where he aligns. So the 49ers put Diamond Lenore in a little bit of a bad situation where he was able to get rubbed on the outside. They even had some spacing issues that prevented Fred Warner from getting to the outside and stopping a run. So what was happening is they were getting Diamond Lenore on the line of scrimmage, and he was pressing the man on the line. What happened was the guy who was just slightly off the flaker was coming inside and giving just enough of a touch. And if you're within a one yard of the line of scrimmage, they can go ahead and make contact with you. So it's not a penalty. Offenses call it a rub. Defenses call it a pick. A pick is illegal. A rub, according to offenses, is not. I was an offensive coach most of the time. I loved rubs, right? You just make sure you can make uh, that that guy uh, get you know, out of, out of line, have to run around you, uh, slow up a little bit. You get your guy free where he can make a play down the field. So uh, that's what they were doing. They did it on a couple of occasions. They were very subtle with how they designed it, but they were able to somewhat slow down uh, Diamond Lenore or make him run through um, traffic. That is exactly what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to try to do with Trey Palmer. They are going to try to create some opportunities to get him vertically down the field get him to the sideline where he can make plays away from Diamond or Lenore if Lenore's playing the slot. Same thing with Isaiah Oliver. Same thing was happening to Isaiah Oliver. He was getting rubbed in mesh concepts. So it's going to be interesting to see what the 49ers do as far as their alignment uh, coming up in this game if they go ahead and stagger their secondary so that way they can handle uh, what's going to happen on the outside? Because whenever you get into stack sets, that's where receivers stack behind the other, or bunch sets where you get uh, three receivers to one side. Those are type situations where a lot of teams, those are man beaters because you come off the line of scrimmage. Those guys can create separation for one of your wide receivers. And if you're not playing a zone concept, it gets really difficult. If you're playing a zone concept, a lot of times you have a guy outside, right? Guy intermediate, a guy over the top, and you can stagger your guys that way. When you're playing man, You've got to be able to track a guy all the way across. So if you take the farthest outside guy in a bunch, so it'll be one guy in front and then guy over here, you're able to go across. That means your outside corner has to run all the way across all the traffic of the other two guys. And traffic is just enough to be able to create openings in the passing game. So Diometer Lenore is going to be tasked with a tough task in stopping Trey Palmer. Now, of course, he could always get Mike Evans in the slot. He could always... Uh, You'll get Chris Godwin in the slot. Uh, and if that happens, he's going to he's gonna have to do his best to make sure he stays with them as well. I think Godwin's an okay matchup for him. I would love Godwin against Isaiah Oliver. I think big physical against big physical makes a lot of sense. But I don't expect to see a whole lot of Isaiah Oliver in this game. I think it's going to be more diameter Lenore. But that does make me fearful of Ambry Thomas against Mike Evans. Uh, but that's a matchup to watch in the slot. Trey Palmer versus diameter Lenore. And their ability to go ahead and rub Lenore because of spacing and get open. And I think as long as Lenore does what he's supposed to do, he'll be fine. Diamond Lenore uh, has not given up a touchdown pass in 384 snaps. So he's a player that's playing at a very high level right now and not allowing teams to get into the end zone. So 
it's interesting for the 49ers and how they can go ahead and win these defensive matchups. And these are must-win defensive matchups. The 49ers are going to have to slow down Mike Evans. I don't know if you can stop Mike Evans, but you have to slow him down. And if you can slow him down by using minimal amount of personnel possible, you've got to send two guys. It makes it difficult on everybody else. You can do it with one. That's better. Are you going to travel Traverius Ward? I don't think so. I think it's going to come down to him going from side to side, you know, and they just play Ambry on uh, the right side of the defense and Traverius Ward on the left. That's what they feel the most comfortable with. Uh, but whenever you get a situation where Evans has space on the left-hand side and you could go and they could go field, uh, you're going to have to make sure you give help over the top with Gibson, Hufanga, or something else where you can play Ambry off over the top, maybe some cover three, but he's going to have to give a lot of space this week, which means plays underneath uh, are dangerous as well. So that's a matchup I'm really concerned about. I think that's the most concerning matchup the four years are going to face in this game is Evans against Ambry Thomas unless they decide to go with Lenore on the outside. Uh, but I don't know if Ambry Thomas can play the nickel corner job. So it's going to be a fun matchup. That's the matchup to watch in this game. Ambry Thomas, Deontay Lenore, Traverius Ward against Mike Evans. If they're able to limit him, it's going to make everything easier. Also, defensive line, make sure you win against Gadecki, Mock, and Hainsey. Uh, Those are the guys to go ahead and win against. And if you do, you're going to have a really good opportunity uh, to slow up Baker Mayfield, he'll give opportunities. He has five interceptions on the season. He's only thrown five. He's been sacked six times, but he does throw opportunities up in the air. There were a couple last week the Tennessee Titans weren't able to take advantage of. Can the 49ers take advantage of them? Well, if they can limit Mike Evans, they can get pressure, and they can stop Trey Palmer from being able to create in the open field by getting rubs uh, from one of the other big receivers then they're going to have an opportunity. So uh, thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate you guys coming through and watching the show. Like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Really appreciate it. I'm pushing for 5K now. And if you're listening on audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, please give it a, a five-star rating. I'd really appreciate that. Leave a review. Uh, that would be fantastic as well. And this episode was brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. You guys are the best. Of course, the game preview show coming up this week. Madden Sim coming uh, coming this week as well. If you like Madden, come through and check it out. I do live commentary. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's always a, a blast to watch these games. Some exciting things happen, so check that out. And, of course, during the game, I'm going to be on the PSF app with Mark Adams. We're going to be breaking it down play-by-play. -play. You guys can check that out. And then the game reaction show Sunday after the game right back here on YouTube course it'll be available on all audio platforms shortly after that until then though stay safe remember the right way is always the 49ers way